0: The Captain's Run with Sam Edmund.
1: Yes, it is the Captain's Run and it's Adam White filling in for Sam Edmund on this Friday morning. Keep sending those texts through the 40 winks. Temper text 0433 98 16, temper a mattress like no other. Thank you for all the text messages. Uh, yes, I, I didn't die. I'm still alive and uh, enjoying filling in this morning, but I do appreciate uh, all the texts that are coming in. And uh, we'll take some more calls as well on the AFS uh, open line, 1300 736 736, right throughout the course of this morning. Don't forget, as heard on breakfast this morning, My Cruiser's Friday FOMO offer will be announced today. So stick around to hear it later in the show. That is My Cruiser's Friday FOMO offer. It's time to talk footy again with Michael Barlow, who is an AFL Nation commentator. He's also... A VFL coach who's got a very busy day tomorrow, but he's going to help us, as he has all year, preview the weekend's matches, which start tonight with uh, the Magpies and the Giants from the MCG. 90,000 fans are expected. Michael Barlow, good morning to you. Um,
0: yeah, as you said, that you get pretty excited for the weekend of footy, don't you? It's prelims uh, tonight and tomorrow, and yeah, i got my own game on uh, Sunday at 3 o'clock, so uh, a lot of excitement to build up before Sunday. GWS, Collingwood, how good's that going to be?
1: They're doing a very good thing for you, Mick, by having the, the Michael Barlow Cup on, on Sunday. So we actually get through the AFL games first with the the main course on the Sunday. Just You've just got it all to yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it will be good. And the weather's, weather's nice. Icon Park, uh, 3 p.m. Sunday against the Gold Coast Sun. So they'll enjoy the weather. Um, but, yeah, it should be good for... I suppose the neutral or, or someone, anyone looking for anything to do on Sunday, get down and um, yeah get behind the Victorian standalone club would be my advice.
1: Exactly right. We'll get to that shortly. I know you've spoken a lot during the week about the, the grand final, but it is a great achievement. And I know everyone here at AFL Nation and SEN are, are proud of what you've done. But uh, I want to talk about the, the Collingwood and Giants game tonight. Um, you've seen the Giants a lot through this year. You've seen the Magpies a lot through this year. When they met earlier in the season at the MCG, the Giants just couldn't match it with Collingwood. They were far too good. Um, Is that going to play a factor this time round, or are the Giants so different now that they're almost a totally different team?
0: Yeah, I think they're they're clearly a lot different, aren't they? Three and seven to start the year. Um, Under Adam Kingsley, they've they've found their way, which kind of makes sense. Uh, First-year coach. Um, establishing his brand, getting his players understanding what what he wants and 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 who they are, and clearly that's that's working now. But I remember calling some games last year for of the Giants, and the, the ball movement was was very passive. You know, the the avoidance of the corridor was was very evident. Whereas you swing it forward twelve months, and and all they want to do is off turnover, find corridor, get overlap run. Um, and change the angle of the ball and get speed on the ball. So they're a, they're a great watch. That, that's exactly what they've got at their disposal in terms of player personnel with that, that skill set. Callie Whitfield, um, the run and dash of, of Lockie Ash. So they're utilising their tools um, strongly. I think they can really challenge Collingwood tonight with that method. What will be really important is is their team defence and their ability to kind of press up and, and close the space of Collingwood um because both sides like to off half back or off turnover um, really springboard and, and go really fast so that's why i think this game um, gives everyone the high end of anticipation about how offensive it uh it was uh, or it, it looks to be.
1: just with the way the giants play they they seem to play in in, in surges and we we talk often obviously about the orange Tsunami, But they did it against St Kilda a couple of times and then they did it against Port Adelaide where they just scored really heavily for a period of time but couldn't sustain it. Is that because it's unsustainable or is that just a team that's still progressing in, in learning to, to do it better for longer?
0: Yeah, it's 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 high energy, isn't it? So like, I think the two guys that have really gained a bit of traction in terms of, of who they are and what they bring to the side the... In the past month, uh, Toby Bedford and Brent Daniels. So two guys that are all all effort and, and work rate, and, and they work up the half back, They they bring the, the high intensity and, and pressure on opposition, um, but then their speed back to, to goal is and skill is, is at a really high level. So yeah, sustaining that is a challenge. I, I do yeah, you do have a bit of a concern, I suppose, for for both the sides that play really high energetic football for. 120 minutes, and, and the Giants have had to sustain that for really, since since around 10 or 11, to, to give themselves a chance at where they're at now. Um, whereas Collingwood, people have been speaking as the week off and, and how does that look in terms of does it, does it um, halt your momentum? At the end of the day, if you're finishing in, in the top four, you want to win, you want to get the week off, you want to be able to manage the fortnight. Um, so energy levels will be important, and if you're weighing up, which I think a lot of people are doing, who wins this game and, and, and how, you're taking into, into consideration all those factors, time off, uh, momentum, um, the game style, uh, the, uh, the form of individual players, depth and of, depth of availability. So oh, I think Collingwood would be stoked that they have had the week off. Um, they would have got some good match simulation in, given Nick Dacos the extra week and um, come up against a side that needs to carry that momentum in again um and how far can that take the giants
1: yeah so that's the scores in that round nine game collingwood 18 12 120 to the giants 7 13 55 so obviously it was a big margin but it was back in round nine and it does feel like the giants are a totally different team you mentioned uh dacos coming in so the only change is dacos uh, in for adams uh they haven't named the sub yet so you'd think it's either going to be um or noble the Giants, mm-hmm. no change. So Briggs has been named, but Pruce is the emergency. Just on the Magpies, Mick, can you get a read on them? Um, mm-hmm. Have they been waiting for the finals to come around for them to get back to their best? Or is their best too long ago and it, and it is a concern? How do you read the Magpies? Because it's kind of hard.
0: Yeah. prelims are always hard to predict and... And to give analysis. So, like, I suppose to put it on the table, I'm, I'm tipping the Giants. I, I think okay. they're playing at a really high level. They're a side for nine that kind of buck the trend of 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 most. Um, you know, the, the way they've handled the year, they have played it or one at eleven different venues. They've kind of brought players through that um, you know aren't household names to become really important players for them. Um, Jay Riccardi, Brent Daniels, Toby as I mentioned. Um, even Lloyd, who's, who's retired a month ago and yeah. just plays a role. So there's, I'm tipping the Giants, but the, the thing that I think Collingwood fans should take um, confidence in is their first, the first final when they beat Melbourne, they started really well, got that lead. And from there, Melbourne just bombarded them and, and couldn't find a way to win. So they stood up and found a way to win with the pies in that first game, despite being smashed in most of the KPIs. They found a way to win. And is that a game that they, they walk away from and say, right, we didn't play very well, or we played well enough to win um, and get through? If we can tidy up X, Y, and Z in our game um, and, and neutralise a lot of those stats, then we're just going to get results. So that would have been their focus in the last two weeks. So that should give them some confidence. There's lots of upside in their game, um, but they've had the week off to, to work on that and, and fine-tune that. So I think that's the glass half full for Collingwood. Um, but in a real flip-of-the-coin match, I don't with much confidence say the Giants will win, but um, I just love the way they're playing, and I, I think this wave of momentum can carry through for them. Um, but uh, so I wouldn't be at all surprised if Collingwood come up and, and trump them.
1: So that's it tonight at the MCG, Collingwood and the GWS Giants. Brisbane and Carlson tomorrow in that sort of late twilight period. It's a bit of a, a strange time. So Carlton, if they win, can get back, back in time. Um, that's the way the AFL do things. They've only met once this year, the Lions and the Blues. That was at Marvel Stadium, Brisbane 15-10-100 to Carlton 11-8-74. That was in round eight. And again, it's a hard form line or form reference because Carlton are a very different team now to what they were back in round eight.
0: What was it? I reckon when, if we're talking kind of round eight and, and round nine and round ten, that was Carlton and GWS were, you know, 14th and 15th. And yep. And then they just got their skates on and got, got to work. So full of admiration for what they've been able to do. Um, the, again, marrying up all the form lines, and I think Brisbane are sitting there just twiddling their thumbs, and they've had some, some nerves and anxieties going into the game, absolutely, but they're fit and available. I think Will Ashcroft's the only player um, that will be out of their side that they would love to have. Um, you know, Jack Dunstan. Um, oh, sorry, Jack Payne. Jack Payne is, is someone they would love to have. But they've got Darcy Gardner to come in and and play a role. So um, I think they're sitting up there. They've, they've really comfortably won their way through the qualifying final. They play at home where they haven't lost. All the things that we've heard about pretty much all fortnight about the Lions um, puts them in a really good... I think to get a result, I'm t- tipping them comfortably. Um, and I know the Carlton fans are, are very patriotic and they will come and, and state their case. But on their side of the coin, a lot of changes to a side that that is, has been going OK. Um, and they have had that wave of support, which has, even though they played Melbourne at the MCG um, to get a result last week, so a neutral venue... That was a very pro Carlton crowd, um, and when it got willing, they found a way and they gave them an edge. So they're going to have to to butter up again, jump on the plane and go to a a place that no one's been able to win all year. Um, and I think the the logic of me just says that Brisbane are sitting there waiting to to get that result, put a bow tie on what their seasons looked like, and get to the grand final. Oh,
1: I'm I'm in agreement with you. I, I do think the Lions have just been so good all year at home. It's the the opportunity for the for the perfect home season. We we spoke to Jack Revell earlier today, and he kind of thought that 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 maybe Carlton would be would be trying to remind the Lions about stage fright. It has happened to them before at the Gabba in a final. Do you think that they are able to put that to rest with the way that they played Port in that first final, or do you th- still think it could be a factor?
0: Yeah, it's all it's it's all just you say, isn't it until we get get to five fifteen or whatever that time is. You said. And we get going. Um, I think the first 10 to 15 minutes for Brisbane will be really important, just to steady um, and just to, to work their way into the game. And you know they don't have to to win it in the first 15, but be in the game, um, control the control the game, get the game going, uh, get the nervous energy out of the way, and and um, and get their game moving. So I, I I look at Carlton. So the changes they've made are really interesting. I think they've they've clearly made some changes to to try and curtail, I feel like, the, the Charlie Cameron, Link McCarthy, Cam Rainer forward line. Um, going a little bit small there. I think Boyd came in for um, that Boyd and Temp swap. Yep. Seems seems the way they've gone for, for a little bit um, more leg speed and defensive smalls um, to curtail what, what the Brisbane forward line uh, looks like. They get Jack Martin back, which I think is um, is a... Is a critically important player to them, um, connecting their ball use, but also has the ability to to go behind the ball and give some support back there. So I think there's some positives there for Carlton. Um, nice. I think they should have absolutely loved this run. And if it does finish tomorrow night, um, a prelim, three or four months after the whips were cracking around and the discussion was all around, what's Michael Voss doing is um, is a pretty cool result.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. So just going through those team changes, Mackay, Martin, Hollins, and Boyd coming in, Oase, Cunningham, Kennedy and Kemp going out. And uh, you mentioned it as well, Mick, uh, for Brisbane, uh, Jack Payne out with that ankle injury and uh, Gardner to come in for just his third game of uh, the year. Before we let you go, uh, how are you feeling ahead of Sunday? It's an incredible achievement for a standalone team in Victoria uh, to get through to a grand final. You've got the Suns on Sunday at Icon Park, as you talked about. Are you ready? Is, is the preparation done or you've, you've still got some uh, sleepless nights ahead of you?
0: No, nah, to be honest yeah, I, I felt really good waking up this morning in terms of preparation and the week, uh, yeah, they're interesting weeks. Like it has flown by this week and we've you know, trained Tuesday and Thursday night and um, you know, done all our review of, of what the game was last week and, and done our preview on, on the Suns and um yeah i've got got to this point of the week, and yeah now I think the excitement builds, and the players have all kind of moved through the week pretty well. um so It's a really tough part part of coaching as well, like the match committee surrounding a grand final side. I, I, some of my mentors have spoken to me about it'll be a great experience getting to a grand final, but it'll rip your heart out as well because you know, players are probably twenty four to thirty that you love and, and respect and have admiration for. Um, you know, those guys will will fall short, and you can only pick twenty three. So we kind of got the twenty three playing, but you know we've, we've harnessed all, all year really the squad mentality and the importance of everyone playing a role across the year and um, come the big day. It's uh, yeah, much more than the twenty three out there. We're pretty excited for for the challenge. They're a really good side, um, but at the same time, um, yeah, we, we feel like we're a pretty good side and have had a pretty good year to to the. to to this point and whilst we're in it Whitey we want to win it so that's uh, that's the philosophy of the week
1: Well Mick thank you very much for joining us
0: No worries Whitey you enjoy your day enjoy your weekend